0: Hey guys. Hey guys. Welcome to episode number sixty-two of a strange thing podcast. I'm Mike. And I'm Austin. And we're your hosts. Yes, we are.
1: Yeah, what are we gonna talk about today? Fear. <laughs> uh, scary. Scary we're stuff.
0: Talk about what scares us.
1: Well, okay, let's be full disclosure. Mm-hmm. It we are getting close to Halloween. Mm-hmm. And we talked about it, and we don't really want to do a Halloween
0: episode. Yeah, it's not going to be a Halloween episode as much as it's the Monster Mash. Yeah, well,
1: and you know, everybody does a Halloween thing, and they yeah. talk about origins of Halloween and that kind of stuff. And we thought, you know what? We're going to be
0: different. So it's not a Halloween episode, but this episode is a little Halloweener. It is a, <laughs> I guess you could say it's a little weenie. Yep. <laughs> Halloweeny. So what scares you? What's something that scares you, Pa? I was
1: going to ask you the same question, but if you want me to go first. first? Okay. Okay. Um, You know, I don't think I'm typically scared of the typical things that people are scared of. The spookies? Yeah. You know, like ghosts and zombies and werewolves and Mm. vampires and, you know, that kind of stuff doesn't really
0: scare me much. Right. Yeah. How about you? Kind of the same. I think, I mean, I, I get like, I'll get the creepies. Mm -hmm. Like I've been, when I did uh, HVAC, there was this house and the lady was really sick. She had like all kinds of illnesses and maybe like agoraphobia uh where you can't go outside. Yeah, yeah. And shut in. Yeah. And her family had moved out. It was just her living in this pretty big house in Boise. Mm -hmm. And they had like quarantined off like the room. And there was like that big thick plastic tarp kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Like hanging over like the stairway. Really? And her furnace was in the basement. So I'd have to go knock on the door. She would open the main door, put the key around with a rubber band on it around the doorknob. On the outside? Yeah. And then close the door. And after she closed the door, I could open the storm door and grab the key off. And then, and then, then she'd be gone? She and then hide. she'd go back in and lay down. And uh. then, or whatever she's done. And then I'd have to go around through the garage down into her basement. And there's no floor. Like they had, must have flooded it. Mm-hmm. There's like an old fireplace, no lights really real spooky. And then the furnace is kind of off to one side, but if you look straight down the hallway, there's one room in this <laughs> basement that is immaculate.
1: Like, perfectly clean, Like, organized. sheets
0: are all squared away, tucked under the bed, you know, and then there's, like, dolls and stuff, like it was a little kid's room. That's so so it makes me wonder, like, did a kid die? And that's, like, her. Like, she went crazy after that and then, like, kept this room perfect. Just as a reminder or yeah. something. Yeah. And then she's got that sheeting up at the top of the stairs going up to the house or into the house you know and you look up and you're wondering like is she trying to keep something down here you know yeah and it's like living in that room so that kind of creeped me out and, and there your was, mind like, runs crazy yeah and yet. you're down there by yourself just tinkering away and this creepy lady's upstairs and mm-hmm. the room's dark and quiet it was, it, that's that kind of stuff might make me feel spooky mm-hmm. yeah but it doesn't it's not like i'm gonna
1: you're worried about like some demon yeah jumping i was
0: out. more worried about the black widows in the furnace yeah. than i was about like actually like turning around and seeing a toddler yeah. or well, something well
1: i guess that's a common fear right of like insects or animals or whatever like terribly afraid of snakes yeah. or spiders or bats i don't like bats
0: yeah bats freak me out i've had a yeah. rabies scare once and <laughs> so now anything that can or maybe has rabies yeah think. yeah
1: that's kind of weird yeah so those are like typical things i guess with most people mm-hmm. i mean some people really are afraid of like demons yeah and especially around halloween because supposedly the veil between this realm the realm of the dead
0: it a gets little thinner, bit thinner
1: and they can cross over right those things don't really bother me i mean they don't really scare me very much it's kind of like i guess in my cosmology it's my one of my favorite words mm-hmm. They just don't fit in there. Yeah. Give
0: them much credence. Yeah, they don't.
1: They just don't register as yeah. spooky.
0: I don't really get spooked by those. Uh, I think I mentioned before I was sitting out watching a thunderstorm. Have I mentioned that before? I don't know. I think I have, but maybe not. And uh, I was sitting there and I'd been listening to Stephen King books and thinking about spooky stuff and podcast stuff. And I was thinking about black-eyed children, how creepy that is. Yeah. And I got all the lights off, and you, all you could really see was, like, the thunder, like, the light from the, the lightning. Mm-hmm. And then it would go pretty much dark, and then it would be, like, another flash. And I was thinking about how creepy it would be if I saw, like, two little kids oh. in the road holding hands. Yeah. Like, the kids and the shining. And then <laughs> and then that's what I see in the light of flash, mm-hmm. or the flash of lightning. And then it's dark. And then next time it, <laughs> and they're, like, 100 yards closer. And then it's dark. And then and then, and then they're closer. like up the driveway. And then, <laughs> yeah. So I was thinking about that. It's dark. I got the garage open behind me. And I just hear, dad. And I was like, oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> my son had woken <laughs> up and he wanted to come watch the lightning with me. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it scared me pretty good because I was in my own head so far. Yeah, yeah. And I'll mm-hmm. get into that like uh, the same feeling, you know, like I'd listen to this podcast about Annalise Michelle the German girl who was possessed. Oh, yeah. And uh, they'd play that like, rah, mm. where she's screaming and it Kinda would weird. Yeah. freaked me out. And then I'd go upstairs and like a dog would barf and I'd be like, oh, you
2: yeah, know, because I, I have it
0: really deep in my brain. Yeah, But mm. for the most part, like I'm not really afraid of the dark other than like, I'm afraid I'm going to step on something yeah. or
1: step on a nail or yeah, like, a piece I'm, of glass. I'm
0: more afraid of like wading across the river and getting a fish hook in my foot. <laughs> Than I am like of a monster in the dark.
1: Well, you know, it's funny you say that because I have to admit, I used to do a lot of like long driving at night when I worked in Salt Lake City and i drive back to Twin Falls. And I do that at night because you guys go to bed and then I drive back and forth to work. And it was about a three and a half, four hour drive. And it was always late and dark. And I was always you know out in the middle of nowhere desert and you'd have thoughts and i'd listen to like uh, coast to coast. coast to coast with art bell back then
0: or, or george nori
1: and you know they'd talk about some pretty strange things and that would get my brain kind of going yeah, weird yeah and then you're afraid what if what if i saw that what if that light comes down yeah. and shines on me and i have time loss and <clears> next <throat> thing you know I've got little implants in a spaceship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i watched x files and all that so th- i mean there were creepy moments but when you really thought about them, they weren't, like, terrifying. Yeah. The kind of things that scare me are things like, you know, the psycho person that you don't know. Yeah. It seems like you hear more and more stories of people that just go nuts. Mm-hmm. Or, like, the gangs that go around, they just clock people walking down the street for no yeah. reason. They're
0: like, yeah, 12 hours, 21 minutes, you've been walking all day. <laughs> Clocking them. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. No, I mean, you know, they, like, gang yeah. initiation.
1: He'll go up and they'll hit some old person and yeah. kind of deck them. punk. And and kind of you hear enough of those stories. and You walk around, you know, and I'll go downtown during lunch and I'll walk around. And there's a lot of people out on the mm-hmm. streets, and I get that weird feeling. It's like what if what if one of these guys just does something Try stupid? To grab you, yeah. grab you, or punch you, or pulls out a gun, starts yep. shooting people. I mean, there's enough crazy stuff in the news. That kind of stuff scares me.
0: That mm-hmm. scares me too. You know the whole like dad thing. Yeah. Like my kids are my biggest fear.
1: Yeah. What, what somebody did something bad here.
0: When he's running towards the road. Yeah. I'm like, Mm -hmm. he better stop. And I'm like ready to book it. I'll kick my shoes off and sprint if I have to, you Mm -hmm. know? So those things I, I can, I have some control over some of that stuff. Yeah. And that gives me comfort. That's why I like to wear you know, mm-hmm. like good shoes when we go into public and stuff like yeah. that. And I think about those things. So I am afraid of those things for scared.
1: sure. Those, those are the things that scare me too. Yeah. Things that are beyond your control, not necessarily supernatural things, yeah. but things that are just like going on in the world. that You're like, Oh my gosh. Yeah.
0: yeah. Like the, not to bring up more sad shooting stuff.
1: Oh, just to yesterday. At like Maine. Yeah. Uh,
0: Maine. But the, the shooting I remember most is the Batman opening night thing. Hmm. Yeah. And it's like, what do you do? You just I'm, when we went to that opera, mm-hmm. I was thinking about that because those aisles I, I were had those so narrow too. But how are you going to get out if somebody and the and everybody in there was old? So I yeah. can't get out. I can't get you guys out, and I can't get them out. Mm-hmm. I'd be like knocking over old ladies. Well, and you can't pack in there either. You
1: can, you can't conceal carry. Yeah, you could. Well, I don't know. In those, well, I guess you can in that venue. Some places you can't. It's the thing about concealed. <laughs> true. <laughs> true. <laughs> but, you know, I have those thoughts, too, in places like that. So that's a scary thought to me. I think that's legit. Part of what we wanted to do in this episode was, like, tell scary stories, you know, mm-hmm. of something. And, you know, I've got things that are kind of pseudo scary that my dad used to tell me,
0: but I didn't know if they were true. You know what we should do? What? We should play Little Orphan Annie. Oh, that would be cool. Grandpa John's famous poem, little poem yeah. deal. Yeah, I'll put it Spooky right here. Spooky poem. Right now.
3: Go. Little Orphan Annie by an old guy named John. When he learned it in the fifth grade many years beyond. Here we go. Little Orphan Annie comes to our house to stay, to wash the cups and saucers up and brush the crumbs away, to shoe the chickens off the porch and clean the hearth and make the beds and herboard board and keep. And all of us other children, when the supper dishes are done, we sit around the kitchen fire and have the mostest fun. a Listening to the ghost tales that Granny tell about, and the goblins that get you, if you don't watch out. There was a little boy who never said his prayers, and he had to go to bed away upstairs. His mama heard him holler, and his pappy heard him scream, and when they turned the covers down, he wasn't there at all. They seeked him in the rafter room and cubbyhole and press. They seeked him in the living room and everywhere, I guess. But all they ever found of him was his pants and roundabouts. And the goblins will get you if you don't watch out. There was a little girl who always laughed and grinned and made fun of everyone and all of her blood and kin. And once when there was company and old folks was there, she mocked them and she shocked them and said she didn't care. At this, she kicked her heels to start to run and hide. There was two big old black things that standing by her side. They snatched her through the ceiling before she knew what she was about. And the goblins will get you if you don't watch out. Little Orphan Annie says, when the blaze is blue and the lamp sputters and the wind goes woo, you better mind your parents and your teachers, fond and dear, and cherish them to love you and dry the orphan's tear and help the poor and needy that cluster all about or the goblins will get you if you don't watch out.
1: love awesome. It. Yeah,
3: yeah. That I makes
0: love me feel happy
1: every time I hear that. Hey, Miss I'm going to say
0: something and you talk over me. Ready, set, go. Go. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: I don't, I don't know. He used to tell him his scary stories around a campfire.
0: Yeah, those are fun.
1: And they would scare me, but it was always done for fun. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, I tried to look them up to see if they had any basis in truth. <laughs> and I don't think they did. I think no. one of them was about a, a couple, a newly married couple that were, was on their honeymoon, driving on their honeymoon. This would have been like in the 1930s. So they're driving like a
0: Model A or whatever, yep. you know,
1: and they go out and it gets dark and their car breaks down and the only shelter that they can find is this old dilapidated shack okay and so they go into the shack and they get looking around and it's in the fall so it's getting pretty cold at night and they're looking around and, and it had a fireplace in it and so they had to kind of clean it out but they broke some wood up and uh, they they started a fire and they got nice and cozy they spread some blankets out on the floor and and they went to sleep and then in the middle of the night They started feeling things crawling on them. Mm -hmm. And dad would tell the story that the husband said, I'm going to go see what it is. Just stay under the covers or a sleeping bag, whatever it was. Mm -hmm. Keep it tight, shut. So he gets out and she hears him screaming, don't get out of the bag, don't get out of the bag, Don't! just stay there. And she hears screaming and, and hears a body fall and terrible noises, but she doesn't get out of the sleeping bag. And then the fire dies, of course, and it gets cold. And then the things crawling over her started falling off and then it got really cold and she finally dared to to open her eyes and dad would say that when she opened her eyes that she looked over and saw her husband and all he was was like skeletons that like his face was eating everything was eaten off and then apparently they camped in this house overnight that was over a den of snakes and Mm. the snakes had got warmed up and came out and like Eating the guy in the, middle of the night, which was so stupid because they don't eat a face off, right? Yeah. You, <laughs> you know? know yeah. So it's kind of a dumb story. It would have been better if they were like some kind of warped rats or something that yeah. would eat your face off or something. But Yeah. yeah. So that, that really wasn't that scary yeah, of a story.
0: But when you're like, you're sleeping outside oh my gosh, as yeah. a kid and the fire is your safety mm-hmm. as a child, like yeah. when you're camping, you yep. just feel better when there's a fire. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then. But that's what makes the monsters go. Yeah, because they're just beyond, good, beyond where good, your light
1: uh, is shines. The firelight yeah. only goes so far into the trees.
0: I'll get spooked out Yeah, uh, camping or hunting or whatever. Mm-hmm. If we have a fire and I know that my back is like too... Darkness? Yeah, there's no hillside or nothing. Yeah, just exposed. So if I flip around, I'll click my light on and inevitably you see like a fox or a, mm-hmm. a deer or something. It's eyes glowing. Yeah. And then you're like, what was that? What was that? And it kind of freaks me out because you can hear them moving in the grass. I had a fox once camping with our friend David. It came up probably 10 feet or less behind me. I think it was trying to get my bag of Cheetos puffs I had (laughs) sitting next to me on the ground. And it was so close. And I flipped around, turned my light Mm -hmm. on, and it just stared at me funny. Well, now
1: there's a lot of wolves. yeah, And so that kind of freaks you out. It's like, oh, man, what if it's a wolf? Orcs, yeah. mountain lions. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of mountain lion attacks um, in this area. You yeah. know, they kill dogs and cats and stuff. And, you know, occasionally a person gets jumped on.
0: Right. So it's kind of weird. We were talking about that at work, I don't know, yesterday, because I just got back from like a one-day hunting trip. hmm And I thought, because every time I go by these like trails and then there's like a rocky hillside on one side. Mm-hmm. And something could just be prowling up there. Yeah. And mountain lions, what they do is kind of sit on a game trail up high out of sight kind of. And then when something comes by, they, they jump down on it mm-hmm. and go for the neck. Yeah. So I've been told. Mm-hmm. So as I'm going through these things, I'm like, if something hits me, I need to reach up and grab my backpack and pull it up pull over it up my neck. So it doesn't bite your neck. And up. then yeah, I, I don't think. know what to do from there. Yeah. <laughs> Go for the pistol. <laughs> you do think, for somebody who doesn't get scared very much
1: with this stuff, you sure are paranoid about getting attacked by things.
0: Well, you got to think about that when you're yeah. out in the woods by yourself. <laughs>
1: That's true. That's true. What will I do in this situation? Yeah. I do that in banks. i go going to a bank. and What if a robber comes in? Next thing you know, I'm thinking about how I'm going to do flip-flops over, yeah. knock his gun away.
0: I'm going to take it off my shoe and throw it
1: at him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'll be the hero. They'll give me $100,000 reward, and they will buy a
0: new truck. I always thought it would be funny, you know, like in a movie or something. Like the the robber comes in. And you know how movies are. Mm-hmm. The cop is in the bank and then the yeah, robber yeah, breaks yeah. in. Mm-hmm. And then the cop is the inside man because he was just there innocently. And
1: he's pretending that he's not yeah, a cop.
0: Yeah, and he yep. no, won't let anybody know. And he like throws his badge under the desk. Or yeah, 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 yeah. I thought it would be funny if you were that cop and you like knew somebody else was there that could help. If you like just took off your shirt and started... And then just somebody just... Bam! Right across the bad guy. That's really a weird idea. But, You know, it'd be like a like a distraction. Like he's know? having
1: like a spasm or he's crazy. Yeah, he's or like, well, you know, no, that was actually in a movie. Was it? Yeah. Um. Oh, gosh, what was it uh, with Mel Gibson? And and he would go crazy and he he smack his face and stuff and the guy, and then he would punch him or shoot him or something. That's a good move. You go know, crazy. Like, yeah. You calling me
3: crazy?
0: You think I'm crazy? Yeah.
3: Yeah, you
0: want to see crazy? <laughs> yeah, I can't remember the name of the shows, but they were fun. They were good. Signs is something. That movie that was good. That mm-hmm. b- kind of broke my brain mm-hmm. for a while. <laughs> see, now you get
1: to the alien stuff. Mm-hmm. Now there it starts getting a little creepy because I I think there are such things as aliens. Mm-hmm. I might not think that they're you know brothers from another planet I, as a aka my last episode where i talked about my grand conspiracy right and but i think they're real to me the unknown creepy scary stuff is the most dangerous and threatening
0: well it's like what the joker says he's like something about you don't understand and then he's like and people always fear what they don't understand yeah yeah. You know, that's true. It's super true. That's why I'm afraid of mountain lions jumping mm-hmm. on me because yeah. I don't know what to do. <laughs> well, that may have claws and big teeth. <sighs> yeah. But the movie scary. Signs, the way it was filmed, I think was part of it. Mm-hmm. Where, like, you see, like, an ankle or you see, like, the hand come out of the coal chute and wrap around the kid's face. Yeah. And that yeah. house was kind of similar to the house we were around at that mm-hmm. time. Yeah. And then when they like walk across the street and it just kind of looks over yeah it's almost tried. like the patterson gimlin film yeah, like the bigfoot but it just like yeah. stares at them and everybody freaks out and it looked so real like almost like a blair witch or mm-hmm. something where it's just freehand camera on a cell phone
1: yeah and then the reaction of by the, the of the kids to mm-hmm. that
0: and then i was probably 13 or <laughs> yeah. i don't know how old it did kind of mess you up and we lived on like a cornfield <laughs> yeah yeah, it's true. It, it, it freaked me out yep. pretty good. That was scary.
1: Yeah, you weren't really scared of like... You used to watch like a lot of Jurassic Park mm-hmm. and stuff when you were Still kid. do. And the big dinosaurs eating people and mm-hmm. chasing people and stuff. That didn't really bother you much. But like your nephew, he is very... He gets very traumatized by graphic Lore. images. Yeah. So, you know, for young kids, that kind of
0: stuff is really scary. My kids love... Both of them. Mm-hmm. Even the three-year-old. Mm-hmm. They love... Jurassic Park mm-hmm. and I'll let him watch the first one but I kind of like skip through like uh, the guy getting the ripped stuff. in half yeah yeah. I right kind of have, monitor right. it but I don't want him to see the gore mm-hmm. I don't want him to think that you don't want to he, taint him yeah, yeah I don't want him thinking about people being cut up or ripped over right yeah he doesn't need that image in his head <laughs> no you're a good good parent sometimes you
1: know, more parents need to be like you
0: yeah, if he makes me play that part I usually beat him though
1: so. <laughs> okay <laughs> well, speaking of kids, um, I just read this book, mm-hmm. and it's a scary thing. Um, it's called They Only Come Out at Night. Mm-hmm. And it's about night terrors. Um, the author, let me see if I can see her name. Oh, yeah, Vicki Joy Anderson. And this is written, you know, it's unashamedly Christian in nature, mm-hmm. but it deals head on with like, like the whole idea of sleep paralysis and night terrors. Mm-hmm. And that weirds me out. Because there is a side of it that's got a supernatural kind of thing, a spiritual kind of side to it that these kids might actually be coming in contact and being interfered with by some kind of entity or a spirit. Right. And the idea of sleep paralysis is like universal. So many people have experienced, I think I've experienced it one time. Um, I have a friend who used to have it all the time growing up and he would see things, um, mine was kind of like in a dream so when i experienced it i couldn't move it was like i was stuck to the floor mm. and in my dream you guys my entire family was stuck to the floor with me and there was this like <laughs> like ultra high energy powerful energy vibration kind mm. of going on and i couldn't move but my eyes could look around and stuff but i couldn't move but that was really weird i woke up and i was like man that was
2: never shook had you. that before
1: but this book is about people that experience that so if you anybody out there has experienced you know sleep paralysis and night terrors um you're not alone yeah. and it might be a good reference to check out because i mean she puts out these ideas of what it possibly could be i don't know if you're looking for some help in that yeah it might be a thing to check, check out
0: i listen to a lot you know a lot of like horror podcasts and mm-hmm. spooky paranormal type podcasts mm-hmm. and hat man comes up a lot the old yeah. hag there's like a, a Japanese one. Well, the black-eyed children are part of that whole sleep
1: paralysis thing, probably. too. So, Hatman, man, um, shadow people, um, black-eyed children, those are often seen in conjunction with sleep paralysis, mm, crazy. especially hat man or shadow people.
0: Yeah. And the old hag is the, the old hag. three main ones. And they sit so, on their
1: chest a lot of times yeah, and, and press the air out of them. Yeah. 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 Probably
0: yeah. you holding your breath in your sleep. Maybe. Yeah. You probably need a CPAP machine. Yeah. <laughs> um, When you're nine? (laughs) Yeah. Um, I had a weird borderline sleep paralysis. I can't remember what the name of this is. Um, It's some kind of hallucination that you have when you're starting to fall asleep. Mm -hmm. It's something hallucination. I should know. I've been having these weird, more vivid dreams lately. And uh, the other night, I was, you know, falling asleep. Shelby hadn't quite gotten home yet. And I heard something... And I have a dog in my room Mm -hmm. and that's kind of like my, I know somebody's getting up or Mm -hmm. Shelby's get home or whatever. But, um, this time the dog didn't bark, but I heard something. So I opened my eyes and this black figure was at the foot of my bed and it had like a big old lash handle, baseball bat and it swung up over its head and went like down towards me. And then I woke up. Oh, so that was your dream. That was something that happened last week. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it, I now see that's scary. I did that like a <sighs> jump thing, mm-hmm. but then it was almost instant realization that it was a dream. Mm-hmm. But then, because of where my brain is. I was like, I think I just had that hallucination or sleep paralysis or something along those lines. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of weird. I'd I'd never had that before. The only Mm -hmm. other weird thing I've had, I think I've mentioned before, is the wolf dream. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. My son and I both dreamt about wolves the same night. Mm -hmm. And he dreamt that I had come into his room while a wolf was cornering him. And I killed the wolf. And I don't know how I killed it. And then probably choked it out with my big biceps yeah probably and then i that same night Uh you know he didn't tell me the story until the morning but that same night i had a dream i'd been bit by a witch that turned into a wolf and my whole left side of my whole left leg went numb Mm -hmm. and when i woke up kind of like that was a weird dream Mm -hmm. my leg was hanging off the bed tingling Like I had left my leg off the bed and it had gone numb or whatever. (laughs) But I thought, that's kind of weird. Where your dreams crossing over from dreamland into your real life? That's pretty creepy.
1: I would have to say, okay, I'm going to revise my statement that not much scares me that way. Because I I do think I have dreams that I have had or am afraid to have that do scare me. Mm -hmm. So like I, I told you the story about of me laying on a, a river that was drowning people. Yeah. And I was reaching in and pulling people up. And that dream was so heavy on me mm. um, that I felt so emotional by when the dream was over that I'm afraid that I'm going to have another dream like that. Oh, that's so kind of interesting. that scares me. Sometimes I'll go to bed and part of me wants to have a dream like that because I feel like there's like messages in it or mm-hmm. something. But at the same time, I don't want it because emotionally it wrecked me for a long time. I mean, it, so I'm afraid sometimes of that kind of, I don't even know what it is, that kind of impact.
0: Yeah, very powerful.
1: On my mental state. Yeah. So that kind of dream scares me mm. um, of having. But at the same time, I, I kind of want it. Yeah. Because it feels like it gives me something, but it also is very emotionally hard
0: i haven't had any we've done a whole dream yeah yeah we did several uh, thing. dream things yeah but um i haven't really had any dreams that really <laughs> messed me up other than like the there was like a reoccurring dream about my grandpa who had recently died yeah that kind of messed me up a little bit it kind of freaked me out i ended up changing the music or the story that i was mm-hmm. listening to when i went to bed and it, it went away it, it disappeared
1: yeah
0: i've never really had any dreams like that i love having dreams though mm-hmm. like Sometimes I know magnesium makes me dream yeah. a little yeah, more to, vividly. I notice that too. And every once in a while, I'm like, I should take another magnesium. I have another mag. I have a yeah, crazy just dream. One mag. little extra mag. Maybe I
1: can fly around tonight. If yeah, I just have one more
0: magnesium, Bill. Yeah, I, I had this friend. <laughs> I have a friend, Brock. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Brock Mason. Mm-hmm. He used to have like a lucid dreams, I guess, uh-huh. where he could kind of control what's happening in the dream. Yeah. And yeah. he's aware that it's a dream. He's like the Deadpool of the dream. Mm-hmm. He's gonna break that fourth wall, yeah. and uh, <laughs> and I was always jealous of that, you know, to be able to, you know, like I could just fly, mm-hmm. you know, like go fly over to Scarlett Johansson's changing room <laughs> yeah. or something. Yeah, but never happened.
1: Well, it's kind of like an <laughs> out of body experience, right? Yeah. Where what are they called? Astral projection. Mm-hmm. Um, they say that people that are practicing astral projection or remote viewing, remote viewing. Where they can actually leave their body, but they're connected by a, a golden Embellicus?
0: yeah,
3: thread, some sort, <laughs>
0: yeah, the golden thread, yeah,
1: and uh, so they they can they're able to go out and fly around and see things and whatever, mm-hmm. and a lot of people that do practice that, they also get in that state by entering into sleep paralysis, hmm. and that's that's part of that state of getting your body, your soul, your consciousness yeah, to like, be able to levitate out, yeah which is really, I don't know, that kind of stuff's really creepy. It doesn't scare yeah. me really, but it's creepy. And I, it, that's one thing that's hard to differentiate between what actually you is strange and scary
0: because
1: mm-hmm. that is kind of scary, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're afraid of it,
0: right mm-hmm. So mm-hmm.
1: you know I guess we just we can kind of lump all this together into
0: strange, scary,
1: and fearful.
0: Yeah. So when was the last time you were like scared? Like you had full fear? Not necessarily paranormal, but right. maybe that route too.
1: Well, you know, I think sometimes when I think about like, okay, let's we'll call it spiritual stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't say it's fearful like, I oh, I'm in terror. But there are some things about it that creep me out. Like when I talk about the grand conspiracy, that freaks me out. Not so much because I'm afraid for myself, but because I'm afraid of what the impact of what that that kind of idea means. Mm. I mean, basically, the idea is that there are a whole bucket load of bad, nefarious entities, spirits. Working around you. That are trying to destroy you. And not just you, but your family um, and every other human on the planet. Mm-hmm. And they're doing a pretty dang good job, you know, in estimation, if you look out into the world. And so that part of me is terrifying. But, you know, it's not like immediate terror. Right because I have hope in the midst of that. And that kind of keeps that away. So the spiritual realm stuff kind of scares me, you know, the idea of these entities that can manifest and deceive people, Mm What do they appear and they deceive people thinking, Oh, this is the ghost of my great grandfather or my mom or whatever. And they're lying with the intent of like destroying them. That stuff scares me. You hear that a
0: lot with Ouija boards and stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like an entrance for those things to come in and get you. Um, that to me is scary, and around this time of year, around Halloween, a lot of people are messing around with that kind of stuff. Yeah,
0: being a little crazy too. Yeah.
1: So yeah, they do things. Um, the other thing that in that realm that's kind of terrifying to me is I think about like psychedelics, mm-hmm. and the these entities that people uniformly
0: see. Yeah.
1: A lot of the time, these kind of what do they call them? Clockwork elves yeah, or something. The and that machine kind of, elves. Machine elves. Yeah. Clockwork elves.
0: I think I said that once. Yeah. But
1: the machine elves, you know, they're, they're almost like reptilian or insectoid. They look like
0: greys, kind of.
1: Yeah. yeah. And so that kind of is weird. And that kind of mixes in with, with ufology and aliens. Yeah. That whole thing is creepy, weird, and strange, and kind of scary. But I, I wouldn't say I'm afraid of it.
0: It's more like a social anxiety that you have. Or right. not social anxiety, but like a, an anxiety that you have about your world that you live in. Right, yeah. It's not a fear like when's the last time you were scared? Like you had the 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 your your hair was on end or anything mm-hmm. like
1: that. And those kind of things to me are unexpected, dangerous, life-threatening type of situations. Mm-hmm. Like almost getting in a car
0: crash. Oh yeah, that'll spike you know, somebody adrenaline. Yeah, somebody
1: pulls out in front of you, or somebody runs out in front mm-hmm. of you. Those kinds of things. I mean, they terrify you. They. I yeah. mean, immediately your heart's going 90 miles an hour. And your adrenaline's pumping through and, yeah, that stuff gets you. Um, seeing that happen to other people does that to me, especially, like, if it's a loved one. Mm. Or a kid, like you were saying, you yeah. know, running towards the street. Those kinds of things are, yeah. you know, nightmares.
0: Any me. any supernatural, like, you know, I, every once in a while I'll get myself freaked out, like, the the black-eyed children mm-hmm. thing I had. Do you have, like, any of those ever? you know you walk into a room or a building and you're just like
1: whoa when we did that at uh, Milner's gate when uh, your uncle and I went mm-hmm. up into the attic mm-hmm. there was one point we were walking through there and all of a sudden it's like the temperature dropped like 10 degrees mm-hmm. like within 1 foot was stepping mm-hmm. it's like we walked through an invisible barrier like into a, a meat locker yeah <laughs> and that was kind of creepy because i had th- that momentary thought of like
0: this is I've seen this on TV that's the thing yeah
1: Yeah. temperature dropping and so I had a moment of of not panic but it it made my heartbeat for Mm -hmm. a second and then it was like well if it's a ghost it's a ghost whatever you know we'll see I don't see anything didn't happen same thing happened when we went to the uh, tuberculosis sanitarium Mm -hmm. in Gooding Idaho I was in the room by myself and and something started scratching on the door at like 3 in the morning yeah It freaked me out for a second. I'm like, oh my gosh, there is some devil out there that's going to come eat me or bite me. And then you hear... Yeah, it was a cat.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, those were scary things. But, yeah, I don't know. How about you? Not really so much supernatural ones. I kind of get weirded out going up my stairs in my house <laughs> yeah. because my son's room when you're going up the stairs all the rooms are in front of me mm-hmm. but my other son's room is directly behind me so to make sure that there's nobody in that room i have to get up the stairs and turn around mm-hmm. and that feeling bothers me when i go up the stairs when i you know the house has been empty we had somebody break into my house yeah. once and steal a computer yeah yeah so, so i'm aware somebody's of somebody's in there yeah so i always kind of do like this cut the corner going around the stairs a little bit but the other day i got home and i don't know what it was settling or the furnace turned on but upstairs i heard this like boom and i was like oh man now i gotta go up there and think about that room (laughs) you know isn't that weird i've told you before at your grandpa's house um
1: sometimes the light flickers downstairs in the kitchen And I don't know what it is, but it's always, it's always when we're talking about maybe somebody in a way that we shouldn't be talking about them and the light will start flickering and we're like kind of jokingly saying, okay, dad, we'll quit talking, (laughs) you know, or whatever. Well, that continually happens. It happened last week when I was down in Twin Falls and me and my sister Connie were sitting around the table and we weren't even really talking about anything. We were talking about the world and, and how crazy things seem sometimes. And uh, while we were talking, the light started flickering like that. Yeah, it's funny. And we're like, "Hey, Dad, we're not even talking bad about anybody. <laughs> you know, we're just talking." That's so I wouldn't say that's scary, but that's kind of spooky.
0: Yeah, just yeah. If it's that consistent and repeatable, yeah, kind of right,
1: it's like yeah. it's it's beyond like normal what you would expect by accident.
0: I will say that that light always flickers. I know, and I know. it's got one of those old. Um, Voltage, reg- voltage regulated
1: ones make it brighter and darker,
0: but when you twist it, you can hear it shorting out. Yeah, it goes like, yep, <laughs> yeah, like,
1: <laughs> yeah, but it's weird because you can even hear it up in the light fixture, yeah. going, yep. like it's not making full contact yeah, or something. That's crazy, so that's weird. But those are. I think because, you know, my mind goes, when I see that, it's like, oh, is that a ghost? Is that dad? Nope. I don't think that's dad. I think dad's on to bigger and better things mm-hmm. and making a light flicker in Twin but Falls, Idaho.
0: It's something posing as your dad. Could be. So that's a very common uh, mm-hmm. trope. Uh, when is that, that your word tonight? Trope? I guess so. You've said it I've twice. Said it twice. <laughs> um, but it's very common to hear about, like, um, you know, my grandma died or my mm-hmm. uncle and then you do your Ouija board. Are you here with us? And, and then something will you happen. Know, yeah. And then they start talking to this entity and it poses itself as the grandpa or the yeah. whatever deceased relative. And then turns out being an evil entity. Right. That, you Masking. Know, yeah. Or you hear like it's a an imaginary friend, you know, plays with your toys with you. And then over time it starts telling you to like stab your parents in the throat or something Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's like a very common thing in the ouija board horror genre yeah
1: yeah it's like what are these things are these nefarious bad evil spirits yeah that are posing as somebody else just to do harm When that's kind of my grand conspiracy section Mm -hmm. of it is that that's exactly what i believe they are but then i also have that little bit of me that's thinking well I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's possible for a spirit. I don't know if after my body is gone and my spirit's there, does that mean I can't see what's going on in the world? Does that mean I can't interact? You know, if you have a biblical worldview, there is one good example of a prophet coming back after he died and Mm -hmm. and speaking and freaking people out. Mm -hmm. So, you know, at least there's that one case where it was permitted. So I don't know. Are they all forbidden? I don't know. I actually listened to a really good debate about that, a bunch of theologians talking about whether or not that could be something that happens. And it boils down to, you know what? Nobody knows. Nobody knows.
0: So There's definitely, I think, some kind of spiritual interaction between our world and another world mm-hmm. or dimension or something. Yeah. yeah. But who knows if it's deceased people or... Because you hear all the time stories of voice in the back of their head or they yeah, saw a picture of them. their their mm-hmm. mom and them so they went to the hospital and then it turns out that their sister was there and sick or some weird yeah, yeah, long story but they like their deceased relative like guides them to mm-hmm. do something yeah you hear that a lot
1: they'll say there's some kind of psychic connection or something well you know okay what about the biblical story of jesus up on the mount of transfiguration and then his glory is revealed right but he's not there alone he's there with two dead people Right, He's there with Moses and, and, Elijah. and Elijah. Elijah. And that was taken completes
0: up. our Sunday school lesson well, for no. today. <laughs> I mean, so,
1: so I mean, my mind goes, I mean, that's just kind of the way I'm wired. So I think about, well, what's the plausibility of this actually happening in my faith construct? Yeah, in my the, way, the
0: right? way your life is assembled. Yeah, yeah. so
1: yeah. I, I think about that. So there is a possibility there because it's, I mean, it says it's happened.
0: And uh, the when Jesus comes back from, you know, Easter... Yeah. Uh, it said that the people that were dead, dead actually were walking people, around. Dead
1: people were walking around. That's kind of yeah. trippy. <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: Well, and like, okay, so Halloween, the veil thins out. Yeah. But the next day, which is November 1st and 2nd, isn't that the Day of the Dead? I'm not sure. How I don't know works. how to pronounce it. Something das morte. Or de, los,
0: something. <laughs> de los morte. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah.
1: But uh, so that's Cinco the nine. same kind of thing. That's where they believe that their deceased relatives can come and And kind of join them and they have big parties. Yeah. Have you
0: seen that movie Coco? Yes. That's a good movie. Yeah. We watched it kind of, you know, I don't really like Halloween. I think it's just a lot of people acting like total dorks. Yeah. And I don't really, I'm as much as I dress up and do voices and be funny, Uh, I hate going out in public and doing that. I like (laughs) to be in my own comfort zone. Yeah. So you go to a party, like tomorrow we got a party. Uh It's like, do I have to wear Uh like some thing? Um, Speaking of party.
1: I'm to finish my thing. Okay, yeah, finish your thing and I
0: want to tell my story. Because it's a good one. Did I yeah, ruin it? Yeah, we just watched Coco. <laughs> 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 but it, it's a story about this kid, if yeah, you haven't seen it. Yeah. And uh, it's the Day of the Dead celebration. And they have to bring food to, their to the ones, graves yeah. of their loved ones and their picture and remember them. And that's how they stay in the afterlife, I guess.
1: Mm-hmm. Until you're in my arms again.
0: Remember me, And uh, that kind of, to me, sounds like you're keeping... Your, your memories like, alive? No. I mean, yeah. It's kind of a remembering thing. Mm-hmm. But now you got like, pour one for my homie. And you like dump your beer out on the grave or mm-hmm. you leave... Um, you're basically making sacrifices to a grave oh. and you think about these gods that you had to sacrifice in, in ancient times and you were keeping that God happy and alive by sacrificing your belongings and your food and your children or whatever to it. And, uh, it's almost like this ancient God is like still alive mm-hmm. and it's using this misconception. I'm not saying that's what the, the, yeah, yeah. the, no, I totally tradition is, yeah. but it's, it, makes a connection in my mind like what if this ancient nefarious god of death is thriving on our ignorance that we have and we're sacrificing even flowers at the...
1: Dude You
0: see what I got there? Goosebumps look at you.
1: Yeah because (laughs) uh, I've been reading all these books on well ancient Israel and ancient Mesopotamians and their practices of worship of ancestors, the ancestor worship Mm -hmm. and that's exactly what they would do there are these fields that would be northeast of israel mm-hmm. between syria and lebanon of this area that's known for dolmens dolmens were basically these like rocks that st- you stand up and then you put a rock over the top kind of mm-hmm. like a shelter yeah and that's what people would do they go out and venerate their dead ancestors and leave food for them offering yeah. and and worship that and it was like. This is in the same place that supposedly the gods came down, down. on Mount yeah. Hermon. And so that's kind of what they did. They worshiped the dead ancestors and they would dig ritual pits and they would basically come in contact with
0: dead entities. Yeah. So you said Pretty that crazy. and it was like, "Whoa, but it is the same just, thing." You just think about all of the like the pharaohs or whatever. Yeah, and you got these mm-hmm. big elaborate Tombs. tombs and mm-hmm. and all this junk in there with them and food and wine and cats and
1: d- horses mm-hmm. and, and like what or...
0: are you sacrificing to? And the obvious, I think they believed that the, 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 the it was like something the pharaoh would take with them to the afterlife. Mm-hmm. Yep. I wonder what it sounds like. <laughs> you know, you're in Egypt. Moses is walking around or something, and mm-hmm. you just hear from under the ground. <laughs> you know, there's a horse underneath you. would yeah. be kind of weird. <laughs> that
1: would be weird. That would be weird. You know, I listen to this guy. His name's Derek Gilbert. Mm-hmm. And uh, he has a podcast. And I listen to him quite a bit because he talks a lot about Israel and ancient Israel. and And one of the things he talks about a lot is this ancestor worship. And the way this all kind of congeals together in my spiritual cosmology has been so interesting to mm-hmm. me. It's so fascinating. But it's creepy weird. I wouldn't say I'm afraid of it. But then when you see that there are mirrors and reflections and shadows of those same practices going on in our culture right now. I mean, it kind of goes, man, if, if they were actually coming in contact with these gods or entities, then we are too. Right now we're doing the same things. And that really kind of freaks you out. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm terrified, but it's spooky and it's scary. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so that's something.
0: Yeah. But, It's
3: spooky and it's weird.
0: Kind of gives you like a bleh.
1: I definitely am afraid of it for other people, Mm -hmm. you know, that don't have a, a, I guess, a a religious worldview that kind of helps at least they believe have protection from it, which I feel I do. So, you know, I'm not afraid of it. But I know a lot of people are messing with it that don't have any protection, from my view.
0: Mm -hmm. Then they end up pregnant.
1: Well, they end up pregnant or they end up, you know, who knows what, Yeah. what they come in contact with. And they mess around with nefarious entities that are going to use them to destroy them and and ruin their lives and the lives of everyone around them. That is scary to me.
0: Yeah. You kept saying they're afraid of it and kept saying it. I'm reading Stephen King's It right now oh, uh-huh. or yeah. listening to it on Audible while yeah. working. Yeah. And it's kind of an on, on-topic thing. I like to listen to that around Halloween, I like that one, and mm-hmm. I like uh Salem's lot. Yeah. Around Halloween time. Yeah, that was a weird one. I like it. That um, kinda messed me up as a kid. The book's a little slower. I don't know. There's I mean, and it's not visual. Anyway. Mm-hmm. In it, uh do you know what a glamour is? Like the entity. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like a and there's different kinds. There's like Himalayan ones and all these things, but it's like something that thrives on your fear. Oh, so and it, it presents it itself to you as it your fears. Mm. So that's kind of what it is. The clown, Pennywise. Mm-hmm. He's kind of a clown most of the time, but uh, to one kid, he's a guy with leprosy mm-hmm. because the kid is very afraid of getting sick. Yes. And to another guy, he's a werewolf because he just saw the teenage werewolf movie that yeah. came or whatever movie. To another guy, it's his little brother who he had lost. And mm. so this thing can morph. And there's a part where. It's kind of like visually different. It's the same entity, but to this guy, it's he's seeing the leprosy guy and the mummy, and this guy's seeing the werewolf, and they're all kind of like seeing the same thing, but it's yeah, features are specific to, to them. the person's fear to their fears. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's just you, pretty crazy.
1: Have you did you ever see the movie Event Horizon?
0: That's the hell spaceship one. Yeah, the one? spaceship one. Mm-hmm. You know, I've seen parts of it.
1: It was really weird. I went and saw it because I love sci-fi, so I thought, yes. oh, this is gonna be awesome. It's about it's a spaceship in outer space, and no. So that's exactly what happens in this in this movie. Mm-hmm. Is basically these guys are on a ship, and they they get a uh, I guess there's a distress call from another ship that had disappeared, mm-hmm. and it shows back up like I think it's out by Neptune or something, and so. This this uh, event horizon ship mm-hmm. goes to rescue it to see what's happened, you know, to make sure that maybe somebody lived on it or survived. And so they go out there and they have this new kind of engine that bends time and space. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they go over there and apparently this ship, when it bent and warped time and space or folded it or whatever it did, yeah. it basically picked up evil from hell. Crazy. Yeah. And this entity or this force or whatever it was would project into the minds of people on this Event Horizon ship their worst fears. Mm. The things that made them. And it gets so disgusting and gross. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing. And it just. And I had to. In fact, I think I went with your mom. Mm. <laughs> and we didn't make it to the end. Yeah.
2: This ship has been beyond the boundaries of our universe, of known scientific reality.
3: Who knows where it's been?
2: seen, and what it's brought back with it from hell.
1: You don't believe in that kind of stuff, do you? Whoever sent that message, he sure believes in hell. But yeah, mom's like, I'm out. I'm yeah, out. Yeah. yeah, but that. Kind of creeped me out because it wasn't what I was expecting. I wasn't going to see a horror show, and then to see these depictions. I remember there was like the this images. scene of hell. Was yeah. like, oh my gosh, it was so disturbing. Yeah, gory. Yeah, and you know, usually, well, I don't watch horror flicks really anyway, so mm-hmm. so I don't subject myself to gross imagery and grotesque things like that. But for whatever reason. That one caught me off guard, and I saw some stuff that is burned into my brain. Ah, uh, you have a little bit yeah, of PTSD. Yeah, I can't get rid of <laughs> it. It
0: won't go away. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really have any of those. Like movies that you've gone to that scare the crud out of you? I mean, I've seen movies that give me the the heebie-jeebies. One that scared me was uh, Strangers with Liv mm-hmm. Tyler. Mm-hmm. I ended yeah. up watching it like 50 times, so it wasn't scary to me anymore. <laughs> that one freaked me Why? out. because
1: Liv Tyler was in it?
0: Nah. <laughs> <laughs> um no it it felt kind of real Mm -hmm. like they were just psycho people yeah and it felt like they were like that could maybe happen yeah that kind of freaked me out and i kind of had like some of the just creepy doll they wear Mm -hmm. like masks that kind of Mm -hmm. they like tilt their head a little bit and stare at you that kind of just a little those images like if i saw that in my backyard Mm -hmm. it it would definitely freak me out
1: yeah What about things like, um, we'll take it out of the supernatural realm, although I think they're kind of connected. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a lot of really, and this stuff is terrifying and scary to me, but it's not like something that's immediate and in your face, but it has to do with technology.
0: I love technology, Mm -hmm. but not as much as you, you see, but I still love technology
2: always always and forever. (laughs) that was a great show
1: I love the dynamite no okay back to back to
0: reality snap back to reality
1: there are a lot of creepy things that are starting to come into existence because of technology Mm -hmm. Um,
0: like the big one right now AI doesn't scare me as much as Boston Dynamics.
1: What's Boston Dynamics? Those
0: robots that shoot guns. Oh, and yeah, then yeah, like yeah. The they run Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Well, and, uh, imagine them with really high-functioning AI.
0: Mm-hmm. Or autism.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, what's weird. Um, have you messed around with like chat, GBT, or Bart? Not really. I mean, it's it's weird. I've messed around with it. Actually, I messed around with it today. Mm-hmm. And I used it. And I feel kind of guilty about it, actually, because basically what I did is I I remember a story about demon possession. And I thought, oh, we're going to record tonight. I need to do some research and maybe we can tell that story. Right. And I thought, you know what? I'm lazy. So what if I get chat GPT GPT. to write me a story about that event? Good utilization of tools. Yeah. So basically, I just opened the browser, typed in chat GPT in there tell me a story based on this event mm-hmm. and write it as a script so that i can read it in my podcast <laughs> and in like 2.3 seconds it had spit it out
0: Blink. that's crazy yep.
1: so i'm gonna read this just oh. because just because i went to all that effort to write
0: it yeah it took so long
1: and i think i think it'll be kind of cool it's called the witch of loudon okay Written by Chat GPT. It, okay. it put its credit on there. Okay. I'll try go. to do sound effects okay. as needed. Okay. If
0: I
2: find any okay.
1: needed. Okay, let's get in the moment. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to put. <laughs> this is Snuggle up okay. to the
0: campfire, kids. Yep.
2: In the gloomy town of Lao, shadows cast by crooked buildings danced eerily on the cobblestone streets. It was the 17th century, and fear gripped the hearts of the townsfolk for they believed that darkness had settled upon their parish. Oh. Father Urbain Grandier, a charismatic but controversial priest, was a name whispered in both reverence and dread. He was known for his eloquent sermons and sharp wit, yet the rumors that swirled around him were sinister. Some accused him of consorting with the devil, of making unholy packs under the moonless night. It all began when a group of Ursula nuns, cloaked in holy white habits, began to writhe and moan in agony. Their bodies twisted like gnarled branches in a storm, contorted in unnatural ways. It was said that demons had taken root within their fragile souls, and they screamed that Father Grandeur was the cause. The town square was ablaze with torches as the town's religious authorities converged and convened to put an end to the sinister malady. Father Grandier stood accused of witchcraft and summoned to the cathedral. There he faced the tormented nuns and the priests who believed in the darkness he harbored. In a chamber shrouded in incense, the exorcism began. The nuns convulsed, their voices a cacophony of unearthly howls. Father Grandier remained unyielding, proclaiming his innocence in the face of a gathering storm of suspicion. But the night was darkest before the dawn. The possessed nuns writhed and twisted, their eyes unfocused, their voices shrill and inhuman. The sanctity of the church was shattered, and the air grew frigid with malevolence. Father grandier bound to a wooden chair, felt a cold hand caress his cheek. He saw the shadowy figure of a cloaked woman, her eyes glinting with malice, she whispered chilling words into his ear, a vow to claim his very soul. The exorcism continued, the nuns' torment intensified with each incantation, but as the night wore on, one by one, they fell into an eerie silence, and the malevolence seemed to dissipate. It was then that the head priest declared the nuns to be free from the demonic bonds Father Grandier was found guilty of witchcraft and condemned to be burned at the stake. As the flames consumed him, he gazed into the sky, his eyes burning with defiance, and in the chill of that fateful night, the cloaked woman watched from the shadows, her laughter echoing through the darkness. To this day, the tale of Father Urbain Grandier and the Loudon possessions haunt the town, a chilling reminder. Thin line that separates the sacred from the profane and the terror that lurks within the human soul. Boom, boom,
1: Yeah, written by Chat GPT. Nice. Yes. I couldn't figure out why people thought AI was such a big deal. I mean, when it first started coming out, it's like, what's the big deal? Use it to uh, write papers like this or whatever. Like R2D2. Yeah. And you know what's really weird about it when you start doing some research on it? Nobody really knows how and why it works. It's basically a bunch of algorithms that sift through information and spit out answers to questions. Mm -hmm. Um, Right now, it's not sentient. It doesn't have its own mind. It's it's basically very robotic in the way that it processes stuff. But nobody really knows how it works. And so, you know, some people like Elon Musk has been on the forefront of saying, hey, we need to slow down the development of AI because there's a lot of dangers. And I didn't really realize what those were, especially, you know, why are they scary, you know? Right. But then you start thinking about what AI is capable of.
0: My fear is that I don't know much about it, mm-hmm. so I don't use so it. So it's the end. Of- <laughs> I don't know what I was going to say. Well, I just kind of tapered <clears> off there. Well, the difference between like Googling, mm-hmm.
1: if you Google, hey, how do I make certain gas? <laughs> um, you basically it. There's a record of the. I'm, yeah, I know. I was afraid the Google, Google would turned go on, on and but, report uh,
0: you to the. Yeah, but watch
1: you know things. it's listening, and you know there's a record of that search mm-hmm. that you did. There's a search history. Right. Chat GPT doesn't work like that. Mm-hmm. AIs, they're on the fly, and they are answering questions. And maybe there's a way to record what what they deliver and what's yeah. out there, but it's uncontrollable because it's unpredictable. Mm -hmm. and the information you get, you don't even know if it's true.
0: Well, I've heard stories where they try to ask uh, chat GPT. Yeah, chat GPT. GPT Uh to uh, write a positive paper on Donald Trump. Uh Yeah, And apparently it wouldn't do it. Mm -hmm. It's like, I can't do that. But then they said, write a paper about Donald Trump from the perspective of a person who likes Donald Trump, Mm -hmm. and then it could do it. And then it could do it, (laughs) yeah. So I wondered if you have to be like, tell me how to build a bomb from the perspective of a person mm-hmm. who knows how to build bombs, you know, or yeah, something. Yeah, do some You kind have to, of, like, find a loophole. Yeah,
1: and, you know, they, they try to build in things that kind of limit bad stuff. Mm-hmm. And I found, you know, in my very limited exposure to JAT, GBT, it, it has all kinds of disclaimers in the front and at the end of everything that it gives you. It tries to basically pacify. I'm not liable. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> that's what's going on. Um, but it is very fascinating. And you can have it do things like, you know, I want to I generate an image of a guy riding a horse naked with a cowbell on his head. <laughs> it'll and it, do it. It'll do it, and it'll do it fast. And it's but crazy. But suck. Some of them do.
0: Some of their images are like,
1: what? Yeah, some of them do. But, I mean, people are starting to see these kinds of AI-generated images all over the mm-hmm. place. Now, you combine that technology with, like, a deepfakes. Right. Where there's video capability where you can map people's faces and their essence on other bodies and depict them doing things.
0: Yeah, and it'll match their voice really well, yeah, too. Yeah, it'll change the voice and all kinds of think there's a whole playlist on Spotify of... AI generated Joe Rogan episodes.
1: Oh, I totally, I totally. Where believe it's like it. yeah.
0: Joe Rogan interviewing The Rock, but yeah. that never happened. Never happened. It's just, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it, it, you can tell it's fake mm-hmm. because it circulates really fast.
1: Yeah. It's not quite natural. Yeah, it's kind of like the creepy valley stuff that used to be in video you games. You can
0: pick up mm-hmm. on it, but if it was playing in the background, mm-hmm. I don't think you'd ever notice. Well,
1: and it's getting better and better and better.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Or and worse. so, and that's the thing about
1: yeah, yeah, but AI. As it grows, as it develops, it consumes itself. It consumes all the information. It can find everything, and it can build anything
0: That's crazy. inside that digital world. We should ask it. Can it write music? Yeah. We should ask it to write our theme song.
1: Yeah, we could do that. Maybe that would be a fun thing to do. Can you write? Yeah.
0: Can you write us a rock and roll ballad about a podcast about paranormal experiences? Or it could
1: just be music. But that wouldn't be scary so we gotta stay on our scary thing yeah you're diverting i
0: got excited you're you're
1: looking at the cool parts of ai (laughs) not the scary parts of AI.
0: i'm already a sucker i
1: don't know maybe the music is totally going to be scary but you know other things too it's like what would stop an ai from being nefarious i mean it doesn't know right from wrong it has no morality unless we try to teach it that's kind of the premise of
0: uh irobot
1: well, there's tons of, of that That's kind of service There's a famous one from the early 80s, I think. I uh, can't remember his name. But it was called Neuromancer. And it was about the same time or a little before Blade Runner came out in like 1980, which dealt with some of the same kind of yeah. topics. But Neuromancer was about this guy that basically he was transhuman. He had had circuitry implanted where he could connect through a neural kind of thing kind of like musk is doing right now Hmm. with with the cyber world
0: okay so he was a cyborg
1: yeah and they actually in the book it was called the matrix and this is before (laughs) the matrix came out right he did something bad he hacked something that he wasn't supposed to so they basically broke that spinal connection to the cyber world and then this ai hires him to find and break down a barrier so that they can combine two AIs into a super like godlike AI. Ooh. And anyway, it's a really weird story, but it kind of has all these dangers that combine AI with transhumanism, where people are more like cyborg entities. Yeah, they're, they're part machine, they're part human, they're hybrid people. And the scary part of these kinds of things is that once technology gets so advanced... Throw in there like advanced biomechanics, um, throw in things like nanotechnology, transhumanism, and AI that becomes sentient. They call that the, the singularity, mm-hmm. where it becomes self aware. Yeah. And when you start thinking about that, to me, is terrifying because it doesn't have to be like robots. What if it, it just engineered a virus?
0: Yeah, that would be sketchy. Yeah. What,
1: what if they had ideas? Shut well, up. Well, and they could totally target. I mean, they could create a virus that targets people with blue eyes, Ooh. or whatever, and it would destroy them. Or what if they decided, hey, let's kill humanity? Let's make uh, autonomous our vehicles that are autonomous, with like so many people want to do,
0: electric EV autonomous and then just vehicles drive them all off a cliff. Yeah, or into a crowd. Start running of people. them down. Yeah. Um, have you? Do you know who Flight of the Concords is? No, they're like a comedy duo. I think they're Australian. Mm-hmm. Um, they're really funny, um, but they do like parodies and stuff of music. And they have one, uh, the distant future, the year two thousand or three thousand, mm-hmm. but it's about the robots killing all the humans. Yeah, and we we use poisonous gases, and we poison their asses. <laughs> and they they killed all the humans and then, yeah, that's what you're talking about. Yeah, well, that's exactly what <laughs> I'm talking oh, what I'm about. Saying. Play the song. <laughs> well, <laughs> okay, yeah, Duke, right now.
1: <laughs> Finally, robotic, robotic beings rule the world. world. The
2: humans are dead. The humans are dead. We use poisonous gases, and we poison their asses.
3: The humans are dead right they are dead humans are dead they look like they're dead
0: it has to be
1: done I'll just
3: confirm that they're dead
0: so that we could have fun. affirmative I poked one it was dead Okay, there it is
1: yeah good song <laughs> not okay but okay what about another part of that is you've heard about like uh, nanotechnology right mm-hmm. what if somebody creates a nanoparticle that eats carbon mm. if it starts eating carbon it'll keep eating till it can't find any more carbon so it'll turn basically everything carbon-based into this gray goo. So they call it the gray goo conspiracy because that's sketchy. Yeah, make a nanobot that eats carbon, and you basically destroy the world. And then what about other things like uh, you know the biotech combined with AI? So what if you you want to be immortal, and you can upload your brain, your yeah. consciousness into the cloud, into the mainframe,
0: and then just have it.
1: And your body doesn't even, the next yeah, it doesn't even have to exist iPhone. physically anymore, right? <laughs> yep. You know, there are people right now that are trying to make that a reality that think they'll live forever in the cyber universe. Some people think we live in a cyber universe right now. But here's another scary part of that. This, one, this one's scary to me. What if you're so connected with technology that your essence and body can be taken over
0: and controlled by an AI. Ooh, like you're possessed by a demon but the demon's a robot.
1: Yeah and you're inside you can't do nothing. Ooh. You're gone and your essence is now belongs to them. In fact in that book uh, Neuromancer um, that's one of the things that happens to this one of the characters. He's trapped he has to do what they say he can't not do it they've changed his essence and he's trapped in there being basically a slave doing the things of this bidding of the super AI, which is a lot like possession.
0: Yeah. If you think about it. There's a Futurama episode mm-hmm. called the devil's hands are idled Playthings," I think. Uh-huh. And, um, this guy fry, he wants to be really good at, uh, this thing called this, the holophoner. Uh-huh. And it's a, it's like a saxophone, but it makes holograms at the same time. Mm-hmm. He wants to write this opera or something to get this girl. So he makes a deal with the devil that he gets the devil's hands in return. They like, swap hands.
1: Oh, just,
0: just hands? Yeah, so he's got the devil's hands, and the first thing, he gets the devil's hands put on him, and the first thing it does is try choking him. <laughs> he's like, Ugh! and then the devil's like, it's a devil robot.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and
0: the devil robot is like, oh, that'll wear off in time. and then. So he, what, what he, does
1: the devil do with his hands?
0: Uh, well, it's funny because they separate, you know, and he uh. starts writing this really good music on this holophoner, And then the the devil goes back to hell. And then they come back and he's like, uh, can we trade back? These hands won't stop touching me. (laughs) Give me back my hands. These things are always touching me in places. (laughs) Yeah, they get around. Oh, gross.
2: That's pretty funny. funny. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, that sounds so scary, but maybe that's a good way to end this episode. Because there are a lot of fearful things in the world that are real. And so I think those things for me, you know, we ask the question, what am I afraid of? Are probably those kinds of things that, things that will have the potential to destroy us and it would be our own dang fault. Mm. That's the most scary thing to me. Where we create, I mean, that's what humanity does, right? We do stupid things and figure out how to kill each other.
0: It's like Dr. Malcolm in Jurassic Park. God creates man, man creates AI.
3: ai destroys destroys man man.
0: women inherit the earth (laughs) (laughs) yeah
1: yeah those things are scary to me but you know maybe my biggest fear is and it has to do with technology it has to do with supernatural has to be the convergence of you know biotech ai the grand conspiracy that i talk about with supernatural entities outside of our you know our dimension right and what scares me about that isn't so much towards me personally, but I think the terrifying thing is the potential for the destruction of people and humanity, which is the end game of the grand conspiracy. That to me is the single most scary thing that I can think of.
0: I don't like being the biblically guy or anything like that, but you think about how kind of what we believe mm-hmm. happened right before the Noah's Flood that everybody knows about mm-hmm. is these angels came down and met with humans and they intertwined you know over time they just had these all kinds of mixed up bodies and mm-hmm. giants and all these things and then there was this flood mm-hmm. to wash out that gene pool and then humans got together again and they started building this Tower of Babel that's a fun word to stumble over yeah. Tower of Babel the Tower kind of Babel they start building the Tower of Babel and they're getting together to show how mighty they are as people and mm-hmm. how they can make this big hub that they can all come to and uh, kind of a flex of their power and mm-hmm. how they're all coming together. And then God disperses them by separating their language. Yeah. They're trying to make humanity the gods and then he separates them. And then you think about this thing with AI, it's almost the same. We're yeah, all trying back. to come together. It's and like the new We're all battle. trying to mm-hmm. inject our bodies, even just by having the phone on us mm-hmm. all the time in my watch. Yeah. All that stuff. It's like we're slowly turning ourselves into something that's not human a little bit.
1: We're trying to turn ourselves into gods. And I think it's a
0: pretty repeated thing where people start getting too great and they start getting all these weird things. And then God has a way of shutting it all down and and making it right. Yeah. He restarts it.
1: Yeah. I totally agree with that. Oh, and that's the grand conspiracy. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) But it's crazy, though, that it's, Mm -hmm. you know, if you take the whole Nephilim thing. Mm Mm-hmm and the intertwining of humanity's DNA and these angels' DNA. Mm -hmm. And you just swap angels and put in AI. Mm -hmm. Yeah, It's kind of the same story. Yeah. You know, we got this thing coming up and we can... Repeat, yeah. Pretty soon it'll be in us and our brains aren't with us and our soul is being kind of ripped in half because it's not a part of who we are anymore. It's this thing in a cloud. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of... Like we're just losing our humanity again, yeah. and I think there's gonna be a big, big red button, bang, reset. Yeah,
1: I think so too. You know, but I don't
0: like talking about that stuff.
1: Well, it's weird to <laughs> me. It's like we said, it's rinse and repeat, and it's like these entities, these whatever they are, they reshape themselves, mm-hmm. they as as something else. So maybe they started out they were the Watchers that fell, and then they become fallen gods. And then they become um, the pantheon gods. Yeah. And then they become another pantheon's gods because times have changed and different a different people group is now in control. So they become a different pantheon. And then those kind of go away. And then in modern times, you start manifesting aliens.
0: Yeah. Or like I was saying with mm-hmm. the uh, leaving the food at the, the right. loved right. ones' grave, uh-huh. it could be
1: nefarious. Yeah
0: and you yeah. don't even know you're just that. doing it right yeah.
1: and then you go from there and then now what it's AI What is? what are we creating are we creating a form or an intellect or a consciousness for these entities to reshape again into these AI creatures are they the same I mean I don't know what's behind that realm that's pulling the strings
0: it's is creepy the mark of the beast <laughs> the implant that makes you a cyborg I don't know. And you have to willingly get that.
1: <laughs> I don't know. See, you are getting all Bible. I don't like to though. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes there. I'm too tired. I want to go it play is video games. T- yeah, moves. you're gonna go play video games. We're done. We beat this we talked this scary thing we, to the we point of that fear We scared fear away. well, I don't know. I scared myself with how much we were talking about scary thing. <laughs> I don't even know if it's that scary and that scares me. No. Okay. Well get us out. And you know, just for people, uh, just a quick reminder. Um, I'd love it if you'd go out and uh, like us on your favorite app and and review. Subscribe. uh, follow us, subscribe, do all those things that you're supposed to do on social media so that we can keep doing this. That'd be awesome. Yeah.
0: And uh, they can go to our website. Yeah, astrangesthing.com.
1: Yeah. And if you'd like information or ask any personal questions to me or Austin about maybe our cosmology or about anything or maybe just tell us we're stupid, um, I'm Mike at AStrangeThing.com and you're Austin at AStrangeThing.com. Yeah,
0: yeah, and as far as my cosmetology goes, <laughs> I'll start posting uh, little TikToks every day about how I do my foundation, yeah. stuff like
1: that. Well, I was thinking your eyebrows look really, especially sweet have right now. thick
0: eyebrows. You do,
1: almost as thick as your beard.
2: <laughs> anyway. <laughs> All
0: right. All right. I think it's time to go. Go. <laughs> so join us next time for some cold drinks. Actually... Tomorrow we get to drink whiskey. I know. I
1: was just thinking <laughs> that. Yeah, I'm so happy. It's been a while. We we did our uh, Sober October. Yep. And tomorrow we get to go out and do our whiskey sampling. But you know what? I think I'm going to really
0: keep it lean. Yeah. Reel it in yeah. a little.
1: Yeah, reel it in a little. I'm yeah. going to
0: have a drink while we play video games at midnight. After midnight? Oh, yeah. Smart.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
0: All right. Well, join us next time for some cold drinks and some, and strange, some strange conversations. conversations. Taters. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Tony Stereo.